Welcome to Rising Femme, a podcast dedicated to helping you rise higher in all areas of your life and leadership. I'm your host, therapist and mindset business success coach, Monique Harding. Over the last seven years, I've mentored thousands of ambitious visionaries and purpose-led leaders looking to expand their income and their impact, embody their fullness and connect with their true north. I'll be bringing you some of my favorite thought leaders, cozy solo riffs that mess with your stuck thinking, and powerful story shares across all things business, relationships, money, and more. If you're a bold, big dreaming woman ready to unlock your highest potential with confidence and unshakable self-belief, settle in. Let's get into today's episode. Hi there, welcome back to another episode of Rising Femme. I'm so excited to bring you this conversation today. It is a a chat that I've been having with nearly all of my clients in this current season. We're well and truly into 2023, aren't we? I know I have so many women who I'm supporting at the moment that are crafting new offers, that are designing new experiences, bringing more products into their product suite. And they're all asking a similar question. How do I price this? What is it worth? And so today we're going to be unpacking just that. How do we form a strategy or a process around pricing? Because without that, without the process, without some kind of framework that you take yourself through, that you guide your thinking through, you could fall into the trap of just looking at potential competitors and trying to find similar product offerings and then popping yourself at maybe not too much more expensive, but not too much cheaper, kind of that similar level. And there's a whole range of problems that come with that, which we will get into a bit later in the episode. Or you may be asking yourself, you know, what feels intuitively right for myself, that gut instinct. And look, that isn't wrong, right? Like I don't want to you to be sitting there thinking, oh, I've been doing that to date, Monique. Is that the wrong thing? It's certainly not. Nothing that I ever speak about on this podcast is that black and white. What I'm going to be bringing you, taking you through today is going to be a process to overlay both of those things, whether that be competitor analysis or tuning in to your intuition. So it sits beautifully alongside both of those different practices. But my hope is that you walk away from this episode with some really great ideas of how to form a strategy around your pricing that you can use today next month, next year, whenever you're needing to sit down and think about a, a new offering or a, a new product that you might be introducing within your business. Now, ultimately, the main informer of your pricing should be a consideration around perceived value. And that's obviously your ideal client's perceived value, right? Not yours. You're inside the service. You're inside the offering. So yeah, you probably have a bit of a number inside your head of what you would pay, but that's not going to necessarily be that helpful. We want to be considering it through the lens of your ideal client. 
Now, everything really starts here within your business, you know, understanding your client, where they hang out, their pain points, what they want most, what they're frustrated at, what their common objections are in the sales process. The more you understand them as a human being, the more you will nail things like messaging, marketing, creation, and pricing of all of your offers. These things I'm going to share with you today in terms of understanding and looking at pricing from your ideal client's perspective, we can't really understand them all in isolation. So just like your competitor analysis and your intuitive gut response, we want to be considering all three of these elements together in order for us to be able to land at some golden amount, the right amount for what your service should be priced at. Knowing that it all comes back to that client perceived value, the first thing I want you to consider is to look at your offering and ask yourself, what is the length of time the transformation takes? So remember, people don't buy products or services. They buy transformation. They buy the impact that the experience or the product will have on them. I'm not buying a spray bottle of cleaning liquid. I am buying a clean kitchen. So if you promise to clean my kitchen better or you promise to clean it in a different way, they're all going to be things that I'm going to be considering in terms of how valuable is this particular product or service that these people are promising me. So the length of time that the transformation takes. They're not buying your six-week program with your 10 modules. They're buying a promise of feeling more confident at the end of the six weeks. So if your program promises are deliverable at the end of a particular time period, what's the quickest way that you can get them to that point? Now, I know for a lot of you listening, you run more service-based industries, which of course, a lot of the deliverables in that space are not necessarily going to be solely up to you, right? It's going to result in your client taking the action, doing the things, following the process. But I feel like you could still ask yourself this in terms of if they followed all of the things that I'm taking them through, if we sat down, we had our strategy call, they went and took that action, would that result in them getting five clients on sales calls. Is that actually possible here? So perhaps looking more at the possibility, if there's not actually a really tangible outcome that you're able to guarantee, particularly for those of you with the service-based businesses, as I said. Now, this one is quite easy, I think, for a lot of people to understand. You know, the time factor is a huge motivator for a lot of people. If I'm looking for someone to clean my car. I'm going to go with the guy who can do it in half an hour over an hour, particularly if I'm in a rush. 
So despite the price point, they might charge me double, but if that means that I am gaining half an hour of my time, I know that my time is valuable. So the length of the transformation is often a really important consideration. Now, remember, you're filtering this through who is your ideal client. So thinking about how much disposable time does my ideal client have? What kind of space are they in in terms of how badly do they want that transformation? So thinking about how much of the time factor of the length of transformation is a factor for the people who you serve and support. Now, as I said, we place these considerations. So we place the time consideration, the transformation consideration alongside each other. Another thing you want to be thinking about is the uniqueness of your product or service. And we really want to make sure that we're nailing the messaging around this. So let's use the same example of the car cleaner. You know, option two may take that bit longer, right? They might be saying, Monique, it's going to be an hour, right? You got to go do some errands, come back. It will be an hour. However, we're the only service here that uses all eco organic products. And so I may go with them despite the delay because their product, their service is unique. It has a point of difference to the competitors that I want. So I would seek that out. So the really the goal is for no one to be able to put your offer, your service, your product side by side with another person's and say, oh, I'll just pick the cheaper one, right? The pricing should not be the the comparative thing that somebody is looking at. We want to give them lots of information about what makes this offering, this service, this product unique. I know personally that in my coaching work, it is really rare for someone to have the background in both business and psychology and therapy. So having been trained and worked extensively in a clinical environment is really unique. It's unlike a lot of coaches out there. So I speak to that in my messaging to help people feel really confident in my service, knowing that they get the deeper stuff. They're not just going to get the surface level here. This has been a long period of time, of accumulated knowledge, of experience in various industries that I'm bringing together to be able to coach them towards achieving their goals. And if you're sitting here going, oh, I don't really know how I'm unique. Like what is my unique positioning here? You know, you might be feeling a little bit beige. Start by asking yourself, what are the complaints your ideal client often makes with regards to this particular service or space? Is it not enough one-on-one support? Or is it that they would like some kind of, you know, weekly group check-in? Is it that they're craving more accountability in the process? And then you can incorporate these things into your offering and speak to them. Make it more attractive in terms of its uniqueness. It makes it feel more special. What outside of price is something that sets you apart and makes you, your product or your service just totally unique. And again, the messaging is key. Really, really nailing that. Hey, hey, it's Monique. I am interrupting this episode to personally invite you along to my upcoming free two-day event, Word of Mouth 
business. If you are fatigued by all the funnels, ads and tacky marketing strategies out there and want to learn how I built two multi six-figure businesses on purely word-of-mouth systems, then this event is for you. Over two days in April, I will be taking you through the values, strategies, psychology, and systems that I use to support my clients and in my own word of mouth business. Plus, I've made it super practical in that you will leave with a full word of mouth marketing strategy for your unique business. I do hope that you'll join me. Sign up at moniqueharding.co forward slash word of mouth. Let's get back to the episode. So we've talked about the uniqueness. We've talked about transformation time, the length of time for the transformation to be delivered. Alongside that, something I always speak to my clients about when it comes to pricing is to consider the mindset piece. You know, we dive really deep into that CEO psychology of what is the number that you can really get behind. Because what I know to be true is you have to be sold on yourself first. I know so many of you listening have probably been on calls with different service providers and when it comes to speaking about the monetary financial exchange, you hear the wavering in the person's voice and perhaps not even consciously, right? It's almost like subconsciously that does something to us. It almost creates a little bit of mistrust, a little bit of doubt and then all of a sudden we've got someone who was super keen at the start of the call. It was going really, really well. You were vibing with them. There was a great energetic match and then you're not hearing from them for a a week and you've done five follow-ups. So you being sold on yourself first is actually probably the most important factor out of all of this. You know, if you're 10 times the price of your competitors, but you have the most exquisite negotiation skills and you can sell yourself back yourself like nobody else, you will likely get a lot of clients still at that price point because clients are needing that safety and that security in terms of the buying process. So how confident are you in speaking to your service or your product? How much do you personally believe in the value? You know, for a lot of you, you'll be launching things before there is any evidence that they are wanted. You know, any new offering essentially fits into that category. You might have a lot of evidence of past offerings being really desirable at a certain price point. However, whenever we're trying something new, there's always going to be an invitation to enter into more of your doubt zone, right? So how confident are you that this service, this offering solves the right problem for your client? Again, it's all circling back to that understanding, right, of the ideal client. How confident are you that it's serving them in the right way? 
sometimes there's some action in that too. You know, you can, you could do some market research. You could, you know, I guess do a, a customer kind of persona exercise if you haven't already. You want to be speaking to your clients often, connecting with your community on social media, asking them if this is something that's needed, asking them what is their biggest pain point in their business. All of these kind of conversations are really great evidence to help build your confidence in backing yourself, your offering and your pricing. But then it's all on you, your self-belief, your conviction, and you getting behind it and really backing yourself. You know, this is that energetics part because how you embody that belief, how you show up as that person that is so certain and sold on the incredible value that this offer provides is going to influence the language that you use. It's going to influence your posture. It's going to influence your microfacial expressions. It's going to influence the way that you invite people to engage with you. It's going to influence how much you show up in relation to your new offer. So it is such a crucial piece of getting this pricing point right because when we have that stronger belief, when we use the stronger language, it actually makes our ideal client feel safer. And when they feel safe, when they feel held, they're more likely to invest, you know, particularly within an economic client climate like we're in right now. More than ever, buyers are looking for that sense of safety, certainty, confidence in the buying process. So of course that means more touch points, nurturing people. It also means being really clear in your messaging and how you're speaking to your offers how you're linking people to what you can actually provide for them. So the key message there is to keep your ideal client at the center of all of this. That's the initial consideration phase. Those three elements of the CEO psychology of what number are you sold on in terms of what can you get behind and fully back with every single fiber of your being. How unique is your product or service? And then the length of time of the transformation. Of course, there's a layer over the top. You know, I already spoke to the intuitive nature of pricing, which I think has incredible value, almost that like gut response of this or that. Then there's also competitor analysis. If that feels like something that you're pulled towards, it's not necessarily something that I encourage a lot of my clients to do because I think the more we move outside of our own lane, the more we focus our attention on competition outside, it almost like reinforces that way of thinking. Whereas I really love to encourage the women that I work with to stay within their space. You know, yes, keep an eye out for what are other people offering within the industry, but really focus on your own creativity, focus on your own inner voice and learn to trust that more than anything. So alongside the intuitive element of this or that, and if you're up for it, some competitive analysis, you'd layer these three things 
And then there's the, the other factors, right, that would come into it. You know, we'd look at things such as the psychology of numbers. We know that number nine influences buyer behavior when it's placed on the end of a number. Someone is more likely to purchase something that is $199 over $200. You know, you also, of course, always considering from a strategic perspective the forecasting of your business goals, of your revenue goals. Ideally, we do those two strategies side by side though, yeah? So if your business revenue goal means that you need to sell, I don't know, 30 programs at $2,000 each, then we structure the service around that in terms of the perceived value. So you can almost do this in a reverse engineered way rather than starting with all of the the pricing process that I've spoken to you today and trying to arrive at a number. So it kind of, I like it in that way because it works both ways too. If you're more of that numbers-based person or perhaps you have some really clear financial goals that you're wanting to hit in the next six to 12 months. I've loved bringing this episode to you. I love talking all things business strategy, pricing, and particularly the psychology behind all of it as well, right? It's so, so interesting. I really believe that so many of us can benefit from slowing down in order to speed up and considering more of these micro processes within our business and really deconstructing some of the big decisions that we make to make them slightly more paced. If today's episode has been interesting to you and if you are keen to learn more about all things psychology and form strategy, you're going to love my upcoming two-day free experience. So over two mornings, I'm going to share with you all the juice on the art and strategy of building a fully booked word of mouth business. So if you're intrigued by stepping away from the high-tech funnels, the ads, the systems, then this is the workshop for you. Just head to moniqueharding.co forward slash word of mouth for all of the details or follow the link in the show notes. Loved my time with you. Look forward to connecting back in next week. Have the most beautiful day. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope that you have gained some new insight and ideas from today's episode. I would love nothing more than to hear from you. Tell me your greatest takeaway, how you're going to apply it, and why not share it in a review? It is honestly the biggest compliment that you can give to rate and review or share this with your people on Instagram. And if you want more, you might like to check out my website, moniqueharding.co. You can get a free copy of my quiz to identify the one area that you're needing to work on now in order to increase your impact and income and level up in your life. Big love, and I'll see you next week.